Welcome everybody to the Craft Beer Republic and to 818 Brewing. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for making some noise. I am Greg, host of uh, Craft Beer Republic. I'm being joined by three gorgeous individuals. We'll just start all the way at the bottom. We got Mr. Blue Eyes over there. That's the homie. Chew your beer. Cuba homies. <laughs> and then the, uh, the the taxpayer and the paper pusher. It's Brian Olson right there. And if you love the beer you're drinking, this is the guy that made it. This is Derek Olson. And if you don't love it, it's Chew's fault. So uh, talk to him afterwards. Uh, thanks again, all you guys, for coming out here. This is so much fun. Um, we're here mainly because Chew Your Beer was uh, incessant enough to... Toxic. Toxic. and I mean, like toxically, Toxica. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't shut up and finally convince these guys to, to do a, uh, a collab of uh, fantastic proportions. So we'll get into that in just a couple of seconds. Um, he bribed we, us with pozole. Yeah. yeah. Pozole was used as a bribing agent. Apparently it worked. In fact, the uh, the Pasole Queen is back there in the corner too. Amaya. So shout out to to Mama Chu. That was amazing. Uh, real quick, a little housekeeping. If you haven't heard it, we hung out with Brian and Derek in 2018, back on Batch 122. Uh, so if you want to go back to like how it all started, how 818 began, go back Batch 122. Listen to that uh, backgrounds, brewing history. Uh, Derek's a rocket scientist. You'll learn all about that. That's why he's always wearing rocket science t-shirts. Right? I mean, tell me I'm wrong. they still fit. <laughs> it's that uh, pandemic 15. And then uh, what it took to get this place up and going. So go back to 122 if you guys want to learn all about their history. Um, and then someday maybe we'll do a deep dive on Chew Your Beer and his history. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might turn into a therapy session. Uh, so anyways, we are gathered here today to talk about the union between Chew Your Beer and 818 Brewing. Uh, before we talk about the collab, let's just try the beer. I don't, I don't want to waste any more time. Uh, who wants to chew? Tell us what the name of this, this beer is. The name of the beer is Plantastico. That's right. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. It was a dream, homie. Yeah. Drunk in the toilet. Cheers, good. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought about. Just kidding. It's a, uh, you know, salut, homie. Salut, Greg. Cheers. It's a, uh, I don't know. I like desserts. I'm a big boy. I like sweets. And yeah. uh, I like to drink my sweets. And what way to make is uh, make a beer that's semi-sweet, semi-crisp, clean and clear. You know, so that's. Uh, is that you, semi-sweet, semi-crisp? Wife. <laughs> that's a yes yeah i think so no answer is the best sweet. answer plan is one of my favorite desserts it's delicious next to tres leches cake yeah where did the idea come from uh was drunk hit my head saw stars instead of a a, a, a capacitor i was gonna say did you draw the, the i saw plans a flan. From, yeah the <laughs> flan capacitor flan capacitor yeah me. yeah so instead of a delorean i was in a 64 impala <laughs> all the way back in 1955 <laughs> there you go yeah good. no so uh it's just, man, when you eat flan, when you order it, you don't even chew it. You just drink it. You know, you slurp it. goes down smooth and crisp and clear. <laughs> I, why not make a beer? Yeah. You know? I don't think that's how I've ever described flan, but uh, that's just fine. You're never drunk when you're eating flan, big dog. <laughs> not drunk enough. Uh, Derek, Chew, whoever wants to take this, how would you guys come up with the recipe on this? I feel like this is probably a Derek question. Well, uh, Chew definitely uh, drove it through with like, hey, this is something I can drink that's, uh, that's it is crisp. It does does have that, that sweetness. It has the, uh, the vanilla component and a little bit of coffee mm -hmm. and texture. So that's a, those are hard, uh, hard things to accomplish with a blonde ale or not a blonde ale, a, uh, golden. a golden ale. Golden ale. <laughs> I love that description. Gold, We're in California, man. The land She's of the gold. gold. <laughs> Where does that so, texture come from? Uh, we use, I actually screwed up in the, uh, uh, the, the description of the beer, so don't pay attention to that. There's not wheat in it. It's wheat, uh, or, or wheat. Um, it's, uh, oats, uh, a mixture of oats and, uh, rolled oats and rolled barley. Uh, so that adds that protein, adds the, the extra texture to the, to the beer. Um, we used, uh, about, I think like around 25, 27, um, vanilla beans. Yeah. And finished it with a little bit of medium roast coffee. I think so. Or light roast coffee, sorry. 
And uh, yeah, the, the, the coffee gives it that complexity. So I was not familiar that, so you usually put a little like uh, Kahlua on top of a uh, flan? When you're drunk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no rules when That's you're drunk. There's no rules when you're eating yeah. flan, man. <laughs> Calories go out the door. Yeah, but, it doesn't count. No. It's like ice cream just kind of like fills no. in the nooks and crannies, right? I mean, yeah. when you're no... happy, nothing matters. Yeah. Chew was assistant. Like, hey, we got we got to have that little that little touch of coffee and I was worried about it. It would be too overpowering and we we were really light with it and I think it just it totally rounded everything out, gave it the complexity. And so yeah, you're going to get that vanilla note. Uh it's is still crisp, light sweetness that builds as you drink it and uh that slight coffee note that gives you that complexity and and uh, and richness. Like the after flavor is just a straight like after you took a bite of flan, you know? Yeah. So and I, I, that I, I think it worked out phenomenal. Yeah, it really did. That vanilla really uh, stands out to me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, lots of vanilla. I like the, any, uh, anything fancy about the coffee? Um, no, we were in a rush. We just got it over, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and, um, it was first street coffee. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Folgers. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a new cup. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, very nice. It, it's good. Did it come out the way you guys envisioned it? Better, worse, same, different? Honestly, the way I thought about it is what I'm drinking in that cup. All right. I, did, I didn't want it too sweet. I didn't want it too bitter. I want it very just as you drink it, you get different notes. Yeah. And in my head, that's, you know, Derek is the, the artist here. Right. Uh, I just come up with dumb ideas. I mean, he's literally a rocket scientist. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of help over there in the brewery. We got we got three three amazing brewers over there. Uh, our head brewer Ardo uh, helped me out with the dosing and everything on the on the one barrel system. This this is this is a small batch, so we've only got four or five gallon kegs of this. So oh, like drink a, it like fast. A, a nano batch, um, uh, and we will definitely. Uh, Throw this one through again and and, and bump it up. <laughs> I promise. But uh, yeah, so Ardo, Ardo, and uh, and the brewery team, uh, Ivan and, and Antonio, uh, definitely helped out with this yeah. one. So good, good group of brewers here at A One Eight, and uh, we appreciate the challenge and always up to it. Let's make more. Yeah. How how much do we need to sell today in order to get this like on a semi regular <laughs> rotation? All four kegs. All four kegs. Did you guys hear that? All four kegs need to go today. Uh, One's down though. Yeah, oh, we're down one already. So uh, we're a quarter of the way there, guys. Good job. Uh, all right, let's get in some questions. By the way, is everybody drinking the Flantastico? Okay. How much do you guys like it? Thank you. We Nothing like a good cheap pop over here. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into some questions. Let's let's find out about these guys. Uh, thank you to everyone that has submitted listener questions already. I've got some on my phone. I've got some papers right here. If anybody hasn't had a chance, there's forms over here. You can also scan the QR code. Those will come straight to me. Um, let's let's kick things off. Uh, like I said, we, we caught up last in 2018. It's November of 2018. Uh, we didn't even know the homie Chew Your Beer yet. That's where we met Fontana Jim for the first time. He yeah. was here. And, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. And he's not here. It's, it's all your fault. Um, how have things changed around the brewery since 2018? I don't know if you guys have heard this. There was a pandemic of sorts. Uh, I heard you you couldn't have people drinking beer for a while. I, I choose not to remember that. Um, anyways, what's changed in 2018? I don't know. We, we, we had to work through the whole thing. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> no days off. Uh, a lot, man. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, so we had, I guess we had, uh, we, we, we took probably like about a solid two weeks off. And then we... Um, we just we, we found out from our was a Brewers Association and the craft uh, CCPA uh, California, California, California yes. Craft Beer Association <laughs> those guys yeah yeah those guys that, that that definitely helped us a ton with um, information legislation and pushing that that craft breweries can be open through this through the pandemic yeah. and we're we're deemed essential businesses we all need beer you know we need to survive and yeah uh, we definitely all need keep beer. our sanity yeah so uh, that allowed us to open up uh, we we fought. A lot of obstacles through that. We uh, we were shut down by the building department. They came in here and told us we can't operate, and we were just doing to goes. We're doing everything safely. Kept people outside and six foot distance. We're filling crawlers, growlers, and everything. Um, They tried to shut us down. We kept going because we had all this stuff from the CCBA and you know our our guild, everything up in the capital. And then um, uh, the uh, LAPD came down because they told them we weren't complying, (laughs) and um, they basically said, "Hey, we're informed that." uh, you're 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 not in compliance with blah 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 whatever, but they were also a lot of regulars at the tap room and so they're not going to do anything. So 
Uh, we kept going until the next week when they uh, uh, unanimously across the city approved us. About yeah. two weeks, maybe two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. And we're good. You don't have to pull the easy E on them? Yeah. No. Okay. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I love that they're all regulars. It's like coming in like, hey, guys, we were told to come over here. We don't really want to, that kind of thing. We're a community brewery. We support we support everybody in our yeah. community. And, and you know, so, so yeah, what we was, take care of each other. Yeah, but, that's amazing. What was one of the positives that came out of that? Cans. Yeah, absolutely. We're in cans Packaging. Yeah. Were you not in cans before? You were in nope. cans before. Nope. Just bottles. bottles. We bought, oh, yeah. that's right. Uh, about a week into the pandemic, we uh, we sat down and decided that everything's going to be packaging, and we uh, so we got to buy a pan- canning line. Yeah. So, all right. So cans was one of the night, and as a consumer of beer, cans have been uh, great for me because you know go around pick up cans. Derek, you um, since the last time we were here, you brought on some brewing help. You kind of alluded to it. Yeah. Who's who's helping you in the brew house these days? I have a, a head brewer now, so I'm no longer having to to do the majority of the. Uh, the work out there and uh, I'm I'm allowed to kind of be creative and and have a team to support and, yeah. and bounce ideas off of so we've got three people in the brew house right now um, uh, Ardo is our, our head brewer and he's still pretty new is about, about nine months about nine months yeah um, we have Antonio um, is a assistant brewer and Ivan's our cellarman they're just gelling they're a great team they're they're back there cranking it and yeah uh, pretty much drive the schedule, drive the ship, and they handle it and make sure things are done correctly. And nice. And both uh, quality. Both Ivan and Tony come from from our roots, homebrewing. Yeah. So yeah. both of them worked in the tasting room as beer tenders, and uh, now they're in the back brewery. Tony was a uh, SoCal uh, cervecero. We've had, we had one of their meetings back here that he kind of helped put together. And so yeah, I mean that's we're homebrewers there. Yeah, it's just kind of works. And and is Chu one of your interns now or? Just the homie. I'm the homie that won't leave. Yeah. <laughs> He's still looking for his paycheck. So I'm the primo homie. Yeah. The red stapler. My DMs right. will never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> your DMs will never be safe again. <laughs> Chu, uh, what was your, your brew day like making Flantastico? Uh, ask my son. He's the one lifting all the heavy stuff. Oh. I was just uh, the beautiful face. Oh, well, behind the- <laughs> everyone's got to have one. Uh, it was actually, uh, for me, not the first or the last. See, no. <laughs> <laughs> you seen La Bamba, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's exciting for some, you know, for a brewery, independent brewery, two gentlemen to let you come in and ruin everything they've made. Yeah. Uh, Derek's, Derek's beers are mainly just core four, you know, water, hops, malt. What's the other one? Yeast. 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 Well, I was going to say time. But, you know, for them to take something like what I wanted that has a little bit of adjuncts, to me, it means a lot. I really appreciate these guys for accepting me and my dumb ideas into the brewery and making something happen. Um, you know, if you don't if you don't chase your ideas or your dreams, you don't make them happen. And these guys were my tools to make it happen. So I appreciate them. Hats off to them. The the brew day, you know, it's a small batch. So right. It's not a lot of work. And they get you in there. Are you graining out? Like are you but, yeah. pulling right. some labor? Come on. What? Yeah. Um, but just the, that much alone means a lot to me. And I appreciate you, Derek and Brian, for accepting my idea and making it happen. Um, my glass is empty. <laughs> well, cheers later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, you got good you ideas, know, man. My, I was just happy to have my son here and be part of it, too, at the same time. Who recently turned 21, right? Legal, baby! Yeah. Legal, legal alcoholic now. That's so good. What do you, what do you call it? DD? Designated driver? Well, not anymore. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right before we move on to the next question we want to work a flight into here start talking about yeah. some beers it's uh four beer. beers that i usually this is my home base so receda rye is my beer that i drink here uh we're out of it because i was here and i drank it all <laughs> so i picked four other beers that i enjoy okay while i'm here and uh, we will enjoy, and Derek would let us know what we are sucking down. Whoa. And everybody out there, you can order it and uh, suck it down with us <laughs> and enjoy what we're sucking this on. Is, this is really Brown turned the show. Cow. Let's talk about the beer that's in front of us. Derek, you want to kick this off? Yeah. Valley Girl. This is Valley Girl Blonde. Yeah, this is our, our staple. Uh, Valley Girl Blonde, we, uh, we brew the most of this one. It's a blonde ale. We brew with uh, Kolsch yeast, um, 5.6%. Uh, 
a little amarillo uh little amarillo hop on the end so you get some citrus but yeah nice nice easy drinking but yet full body full body blonde so it's this is this is the route you go if you're not yeah. looking for a, a lager, you know, lighter beer. I like to call well, this kind my, of middle uh, ground. Yeah. yeah, it's like your your football Sunday beer. Yeah, you're gonna drink this all day and you'll still be able to watch the night game. Yep. This is the beer where you convert your wife into a craft beer drinker. This oh, is, is this is the beer that is that the made, case? Is that true? This is the beer that made my wife my ride or die craft beer. This is our gateway beer for sure. I find that a lot of blondes and like soury type beers really help bring the non-beer drinkers in. Hey, this tastes a little bit like a white wine. Come on in, everybody. The pool is fine. Uh, yeah, this is great. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's talk about some more beer stuff. What's I don't know who wants to answer. Derek, Brian, I'll, I'll let you guys choose. I know Derek does more of the brewing operations, but uh, what's been your most, in fact, you can both answer. What's been your most fun or rewarding beer to make? Um, it could be like the most adjuncty, or maybe you made one where like no cleaning was required afterwards. <laughs> um, That's never yeah. happens. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always default to like the worst. Um, those oh. are the, usually the most impactful. The worst beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valley Girl kind of started out as that. Okay. Uh, now it's now I'd say probably now it's it's one of the more fun ones. Uh, I mean, so we started up this test batch program, and uh, we have like eight taps dedicated to test batch beers and kind of one-off seasonal stuff. Um, those those are definitely more on the fun end. We're mm-hmm. doing we're doing the adjuncts, uh, you know, like with uh, what you here doing, you know, doing the the fantastico. That that's that is fun it's it's r&d we're, we're we don't know where we're going with it we don't know what's going to come out of it and just try things so i'd say that the test batch everything that comes out of the test batch is fun we, we had uh we did a japanese rice lager that came out really nice i tried that earlier uh, that was it's like the perfect sushi beer yep, yep. nice and light <laughs> and, uh, it's uh we kind of modeled that after um I, I the main goal was uh like the kirin uh uh was it the full press or whatever their standard, you know, any sushi, yeah, sushi place in the valley. You I appreciate that, that you, you like curing with her sushi. I do. People look at me like I'm crazy that I don't order Sapporo with my sushi. I always yeah. get Kirin. I, I prefer Kirin. Nice. Yeah, Asahi's too dry. Sapporo, Sapporo's good, but and I used to drink Sapporo, but yeah, Kirin, Kirin's just more more going on. Yeah. Sapporo makes a good IPA now. They do. They do. Really? <laughs> I didn't know Sapporo made any IPAs. <laughs> Stone fruit IPA. I don't know. Um, it. it <laughs> I'd say just just in general the test batch thing. As far as like production beers, production beers just kind of become work, right? You're you're you <laughs> have, another day. You have you have you're always you're brewing this once a week. You, you kind of I'd say the easiest one is probably Valley Girl. Uh, the worst is Schnuggles. Yeah. Anything, <laughs> we'll any kind of high, high protein beer is just so it's delicious. a nightmare in the, the mash done. Delicious. Just for uh, cleaning reasons or um, no, just to just to get. Just to squeeze the beer out of it. Oh, <laughs> just to produce wort. It's it's tough. High protein beers. You use a lot of uh, either wheat or uh, rolled oats, uh, and they uh, they tend to clog up the the mash tun, get stuck mashes. So you have to be very very careful. It takes it, honestly. I, I didn't. I coming into this, we never kind of vowed we would never brew a, ha- a hazy IPA. And after getting pushed on, and you guys need to do this, we finally did it. And uh, I regret, regret it. But when you drink it, it's it's a it's damn damn good hazy. Can IPA, I put in? So we're we're happy with it, but it's it's definitely stressful. I, it's a lot di- more difficult than I thought it would be. Where did the name came from? Uh, and Brian the, needs to answer And the this logo, one. the label, Schnuggles. Um, I don't think we really talk about that. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, uh, Schnuggles is a thing that uh, you're required to do. And you might not want to do it, but you do it because people want it and good results happen. So, are we still talking about beer? Snuggles. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the last time we all hung out, you were uh, adamantly against making a, a hazy IPA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so what changed? Why why the hazy? Is it is it just because it sells, or yeah. um, the, the people demand so, it? I'll, I'll, like one hundred percent honest, I, I tried. Like we tried to do this. I, I came up with a, a recipe, and uh, which which is very similar to what we have now. Just I did things slightly differently, timing wise, 
it was a nightmare. It didn't. It wouldn't come out hazy. It would the the haze would drop out of it. It came out crystal clear. We didn't get hop aroma out of it. Um, and then that just became a challenge. Yeah. Um, Any time I've been challenged or told by someone I can't do something or it's it's you know beyond you, um, I don't stop. <laughs> so so it, became, it just it just became a challenge. So I just kind of pushed and pushed and pushed. And, and I think that's the only reason why we got to where it was and, and embraced it. Makes sense. And, and Brian, Brian pushed on me pretty hard. And I think at that time, too, we also, we were at that growing stage where a lot of the beers we made were ones that we enjoyed drinking. Yeah. And when we would try the hazies that were on the market at that time, we, we didn't enjoy them. Sure. So we're like, we don't like the style of beer, so we're not going to make it. And then uh, as we get requests for it, people want the, hey, you guys should make a hazy. And then that, that's exactly it. It became a challenge to Derek. Like, you can't tell him. Like, they, you can't do that because he'll, he'll figure out a way and be like, I did it. So that that was it was just the right timing. Yeah. And uh it's a it's a fantastic beer. It's one of our one of our top movers. It's a core beer now. Was it the first hazy you guys did? Yeah. And so first, everybody just kinda like latched one. onto it like, ah, oh, hazy, yay, or And then it's been variations. Like the very first snuggle release is 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 not the same as uh, it is now. So this if you tried it if you tried phenomenal. it in the beginning, yeah. try it now. It evolves over time yeah. and yeah. all right. Untapped is a is a friend and a, and a harsh critic. Hello, oh, so <laughs> it's a, it, we we absolutely listen to feedback. Sure, uh, I, every every Monday I go through and read all the Untapped reviews and. Oh, you're so brave. Yeah. Oh no no I, I no I, I I reply. Do you really? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If someone rates uh, our uh, you know our <laughs> gives our. Uh, uh, was it Gravity Hill like a a one star because like, sorry they don't like <laughs> Belgians like I I love read I love hate reading the intent like I've done a couple of collab beers with a couple of different breweries and of course as someone who doesn't brew regularly or professionally I I don't know how harsh people can be per se and I go on there and it's like this beer sucks two yeah. star no reason why it sucks yeah. just sucks or one of my favorites and I I think I've told this on the show before was uh. It was the collab we did with Petals and Pines. Yeah. It's Guava Goza. And it was something like two and a half stars. And the description said, not as good as Joey's. Who the F is Joey? Did anybody know Joey over here? So anyways, un- yeah, untapped is, a, uh, is the devil. So, all right, before we move on, tell us, uh, tell us about the next beer in front of us. Hell yes. Hell yes. Hell yeah. An, an ode to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. This out truck I am on sniffing my microphone. <laughs> How's it smell? <laughs> Cheers to everybody that's out there. We're drinking the hell yeah. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> Tell us about this one. Well, hell yes is a uh, hell is lager. This is on our on our test batch uh, list right now. Just that a hell is this is a wish I had Ardo to here to uh, wait. Kind of test batch. Pointers. Yeah, yeah. Whose idea was this? Uh, this was this was Ardo, our head brewer. So this is uh, this is the first batch after the test batch. Right? Yeah. yeah. So nice. test pilots and then mm-hmm. came out good. So you guys went full scale with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of a basic hellas, you know, light and crisp, and uh, uh, this is a standard uh, thirty-four seventy lager yeast. Uh, yeah, drinks easy, but you still get that that nice rich malt background on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's nice and clean. Saws hops on this one. Yeah. This what? Really? Do you know what the ABV on this one is? Probably like five ish. Yeah, I think we're yeah we're like low fives on it. Low fives. Anybody, anybody that's into fest beer, this would be warming you up for Oktoberfest. Yeah, this is one of those good ones. Like maybe if you were at Lagerville next year, like yes. these guys. Hey, Lagerville people. Yeah, hell's yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, does invite. Yeah, if anybody from Lagerville is listening, let's get the shit up there. Uh, how do you? What what makes you decide to go from test batch to to full scale? What's is there a benchmark? Is it just like hey, I really like this one. I can it's drink good, it. bro. I'm a, I'm a, Choose the benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, we have we've been very fortunate in the test batches we've made so far that most of them have, have kind of hit the mark. So we're we're starting to scale them. Yeah, we have our uh, our clear skies. Was it cold IPA? cold IPA? Yeah, so that one. It's a fifty fifty dry hop. We don't have it today. Unfortunately, we're all out. That was a test batch that's getting scaled up. Okay. Uh, 50-50 dry hop with um, uh, Cascade and Mosaic. It came out phenomenal. Fermented with lager yeast, uh, 3470. And uh, that's, uh, I, I don't know. We, we just, anything we put on, our, we, we have a whole, a whole like, uh, layout of, like, you know, bar manager, you know, has 
you know, basically all the information on it, pushes the, our bar staff to promote it and everything sure. and get people's input on it. And then so he gets that and sends it back. Like people love it. These things have been snapping off the list like crazy. So we, we, we're popping the taps and we're just making more. So we haven't had anything that has turned out like, oh, that was a goose egg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get there quite, very soon. But. but back to untapped. I mean, just rate it on untapped. Leave us feedback if you like it. Come in. And if you don't like it on untapped, say something constructive. Yeah. <laughs> or say, yeah, why you don't like yeah. it? Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable saying it on tap, tell tell our beer tenders. Let them know they're going to give the feedback to our yeah. bar manager. Or tell Chu. Yeah. Sean, yeah. Let, let Chu know. Slide yeah. his DMs. Yeah. Let me know and I'll tap that for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Untaps everything. Uh, what's what's that process like when you're scaling up from, from test batch to, to full scale? I, I know you don't just go, I'm making double the amount, so I'm going to double the hops. And double, I mean, it's a little more complex than that right yeah we have a we have a whole like profile on our brew house so like we're we've done it a few times and we understand roughly how we need to scale it up so yeah. it's usually the, the big thing for us is is understanding what the uh like the abv uh what, what your your gravity is before you pitch your yeast and everything so that's usually the, the toughest thing to kind of you know equate out but we're at the point now with we know our brew house we can we can adjust things mid brew process to to hit our target gravities uh to get the right abv and then from then it's just by taste if you have something that's a little bit too hoppy a little too sweet you can adjust over the next yeah. batch it took us uh, probably the worst one was matador red the matador red we uh like when we were on our three and a half barrel system uh which is one of my favorite have you guys had matador red yes oh it's so good this is, what, that one, this is where I fell in love with A1A. That was that was a tough one because you had all that rich caramel touch of chocolate. It is, it's a very complex beer malt wise. Yeah, and going from a smaller batch system, like mid production on Matador, we changed our system from a three and a half barrel, which produces about a hundred gallons, to a ten barrel system, which produces you know, roughly you know, a little over three times that much. So three hundred ten gallons. We we the malt profile changed, became more efficient. So we were able to get our gravity in the right place, but the malt didn't come through as, as much. So we had to actually bump up our, our malt our malt bill to match it. So we brew it and we, we taste it. We have our, we have a very strong sensory panel between all the brewers and and we have a we have a lab uh, lab tech Julie that comes in and, and helps us with the yeast and also oh, wow. the sensory stuff. So like that's super one nerdy thing. stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. super nerdy shit. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, last time we we're here, Brian. And I pulled this from the last show. You quote, did everything but make the beer, marketing, pay the taxes, etc." Is that still the same? Uh, uh, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but, but I think what's, what's happened since then, we, we, that was during like opening phases and, right. and all that. That was 2018. Now you guys, you guys are coming up on seven years? Uh, it'll be eight years eight in years. August. Uh, uh, math is hard. We're, we're, we're a bigger distributing uh, brewery now so we distribute a little bit further i don't know i think we we uh derek's jumped in that world a little bit and we 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 collaborate a little bit more on on uh like marketing and 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 business side you know everything everything is is a mutual yeah conversation mean, we're constantly constantly conversating and <laughs> scenarios and is, is that because you're doing a little less brewing you can kind of step into the business a little bit more yeah yeah, but I have to Brian's say the shoulder. same thing about Brian as well. He's he's also jumped in and, and, and helped out with like if you taste something that seems a little different on the on the, the production beer. Brian spends a little bit more time in the tap room than I do. <laughs> Quality control. I was say research. Yeah, a little research. So, yeah. so no, I mean he's he's got a great palate and, and 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 he's been a huge amount of help on on solving some of these problems. But now yeah. a lot of this we can divert to our our brewery staff and like you know i'll I'll give them kind of keys on things and they they handle it so yeah a a lot of it is it's opening up that time a little bit to dedicate to that uh um, and we we run out to to accounts together to to check things out and see what beer's moving what beer's not um what things help to 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 push beer a lot of it's just marketing details and then all of a sudden oh man we're saying a lot of value a lot of matador a lot of first stage it sounds like not only has your distro footpath expanded over the last few years you guys are expanding over here too yes can we can we talk about the super secret project next door absolutely everybody close your ears uh earmuffs earmuffs please who's who's the sushi chef around here yeah well derek does more sushi well, and, and a little bit more going i have a, i have a lot of uh 
a lot of sushi, a lot of uh, <laughs> of prepped sushi. If anyone's interested, yeah, if anybody's because, hungry, uh, there's a bunch of fish laying around. Uh, for, the, eat, yeah. for those who don't know, next door it was a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Uh, it's been there for a bajillion years. Yeah, Raku and uh, you guys kind of partnered a little bit. You, they had your beers on tap, and I know like during COVID, they kind of helped keep you guys open by like having food over here, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. One, one way we survived was we had the the tent outside. Yeah, and you had to have food, and that was uh, one of our main reasons we're we're here. Yeah, and so recently you guys took over the space. Yeah, uh, I guess a little bit of background that we had the previous owner, so it's it's changed hands. Um, the, the original owner was owned it during the pandemic and, and they, uh, they liked, they, they wanted to collaborate with us. We did the, the whole thing where we, we provided the tent, they pulled the license to, to have, uh, the outdoor space and we provided beer to it and took their orders and they su- supplied them. So that, that worked out really well. They ended up selling the business to someone else that ran it from afar. Um, and it just kind of went downhill and, and the, the owner, that owner approached us recently and wanted to kind of get out of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we, we took over, we took it over, um, and we're in the process of doing a big deep cleaning on the, on the place and prepping it for a new concept. Fabuloso. Uh, Clean out all the uh, grease traps and yeah, a lot soy of, sauce. Well, that's yeah. one of the things we learned, like COVID, COVID people want food now when they come yeah. to a brewery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of breweries add food and we have now a full kitchen that'll be at our disposal. So yeah. a lot of, a lot of fun stuff coming in that direction to keep. Keep uh, tuned in. Yeah. And is uh, Chew going to be the, the taste tester over there? or He's not paying attention. It's fine. No, if I eat yeah. it, if it goes through right away, put it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, all right. Before we, before we talk about more stuff, uh, let's drink the next beer that's in front of us. Oh, yes. Chew's oh. excited. He's been pointing at me to, uh, to drink this beer. Let's go. I'm thirsty. Yeah. Snuggles. Huh? Snuggles. Mm-hmm. Looks like well, Snuggles. The one we're not allowed to talk about the where the name one. came from. Yeah. <laughs> I'll refrain from the uh, descriptions. I'll step in real quick. Please. First beer to blow at the Thousand Oaks Chili Cook-Off. Okay. So big props for Schnuggles at the yes. Chili Cook-Off. I had a guy at my tent post it, brought a tent, put a campfire out, and all he <laughs> did was add, give me his, his glass to pour <laughs> Schnuggles. He said it was his bit, the best beer he's had. Not at the festival his whole damn life. Wow. Homie was like was 85 big years old. 85? Is that what he said? Old. I'm sorry. If you're listening, I might add it a couple 20, but yeah, he's an <laughs> older gentleman, really cool guy. He definitely kept, retired. Kept bringing people over to drop their tickets in my uh, my vase or my cup for uh, his best brewery. Sounds at, dirty. At the festival. Nice. <laughs> so we're, we're actually in the process of getting, uh, getting you a shirt that... Uh, to commemorate this, called first to blow. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking good. Oh, please! And the back says I snuggle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I snuggle first I to snuggle blow. Snuggle too. <laughs> uh, so what? You, uh, wait, sorry. Label's gonna be you and me snuggling. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Two bears. <laughs> Two bears. One cat. One can. Oh my. Uh, what? What goes? This is the one you were talking about with the, yeah. the protein issues <laughs> yeah. and, and all that good stuff. Talk about it a little bit and the hops that goes into it. So on the malt side, it's yeah a lot of wheat um, and rolled oats. Uh, you know, make this thing difficult. Oh man, what's what's the dry hop on this one? You guys get confused on this. Uh, citra, right? Mosaic? Citra, mosaic, and not Simcoe. Azaka. Azaka, that's what it is. Nice classic. So, so the beauty of these these hops and what what makes them really work and 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 create create this haze is the uh, the polyphenol of the co- uh, content of the hops so having that citra and and brewer nerd terms polyphenols are the part of the hops that help support the haze uh, you need two components to create haze in a beer well actually i guess three con- three components you need the uh the polyphenols from the hops you need the protein from the from the mashed high protein malts like like oats and and uh and wheat right and then you need the yeast that that creates that biotransformation that turns the uh, polyphenols from the hops into that juice flavor and then also keeps the the protein in suspension and keeps it hazy so good hazy after three four months is still hazy even (laughs) if the hop you know profile has dropped off and it's become super rich and sweet it's still hazy and now that's been the challenge for this one there's there's so many different challenges having a having a good nose on it having texture uh when you drink it having a juice like 
and then that preserved haze that doesn't drop off. Yeah, I will say that. I mean, this is very juicy. It's great, and I don't always love hazies that come from the West Coast. I don't know if it's our water profiles or what, but a lot of times they're just they just fall flat in the hazy category. This is this is a hazy through and through. This is delicious. This is juicy. It's uh, it's a little chewy, if you will. Yeah. There's a there's a brewery down in Torrance that makes some great great hazies. Uh, but that's pretty far from the valley. So yeah. if you're into hazies, come check us out. Yeah, the, the hazies seem to be few and far between over here. Like, this is a great one. If you want to go north a little bit, like Made West is doing some yep. great hazies in Casa. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's like it's no one's specialty for the most part around yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, it's nice to find a good one every now and then. And, and what you mentioned about the water profile, that is that is a very, very important part of it as well. Having a... Uh, uh, high, high chloride, oh, chloride, chloride, chloride to sulfate ratio. This is two to one chloride to sulfate, and that 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 enhances that body and other things. So, I mean, we we run reverse osmosis water on all of our beers. So you get to so make your own water. Yeah, and we, we add back. So that's that's a big part of the hazy is that water. Nice. And as you can see, the uh, the thought process on pizza dough is in Dirks. Yeah, it's pizza. a little delayed with how many beers pizza. I've had so far. But, <laughs> pizza dough, it's like yeah. pizza dough, pizza dough. But yeah, next door is going to be pizza, by the way. We haven't already talked about that. All right. Uh, I have some questions, and you know, we'll just start with Derek while, while Brian's getting us some beers. A couple of things we didn't cover on the first episode is like your history as a drinker. Where did it all begin? Like, are you, are you pounding like uh, wine coolers in high school? Was it Bartles and James? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had, uh, yeah, Mickey's was a big one. Mickey's? Yeah. Yeah, we do, uh, yeah, we drink a lot of 40s. Here, yeah. cozy up to this guy. Um, 211s. He oh, said yeah. 40s, guys. I, oh, man. I, did I tell you about when I finished off a six pack of 211? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> tell everybody what a 211 is. Uh, Wait, Steel Reserve? Steel Reserve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, yeah. how old are you? I'm going to be older than you because <laughs> that shit came out when I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. How old are you? I'm 40. I'm 47, so yeah. We're discovering things about each other on the show. Sorry, I was a Mickey's guy. I was a uh, Red Dog, Red Wolf, Ice. Ice? Ice. What about the Mad Dog? Mad Dog. Mad Dog 2020. Dude, homie, let's go back to the old English. Hey, honey. Yeah, so we we started started the malt. There you go. All right. But um, I don't know. So basketball... Play, play ball in my life, and, and that was that was like a but you're so short, it doesn't make sense. Was that <laughs> so short? It doesn't make sense. Muggsy yeah. ball, baby, Muggsy ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So you play basketball, and and I mean that was the the every Thursday night we play at my uh, at my at my pastor's place. He had a little decent size, like half court. Yeah, we have have all the all the buddies over. We play, and this is kind of the, the inception of eight one eight. But we play ball every Thursday, and uh, that was the Coors Light, Bud Light. Miller Lite. Those are those are the the beers of the night. We we drink beers in between uh, in between rounds, and we, we get as, as you know, We have tournaments going. So instead of like around the world, you were just like drinking while playing basketball. Oh no! When you're off, you know oh, we, 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 we have whole tournaments. We, hey, it was it was legit. We have tournaments. Stay hydrated, going. baby. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you're out, you you got to pound a couple beers. That's true. In. So, so you started off drinking, you know, not the best stuff in the yeah, world. Corporate beer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Corporate. Yeah. How but did that shift so, to craft beer? So that was a okay. One of the big ones, Brian. Brian would bring down. He was he went to school at Chico. Oh. So, so that uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was a staple. Yes. Yeah. And one of the OGs. So I mean, Brian. Brian brought that. I'd say Brian was kind of the inspiration on that in multiple ways and. And uh, bring, talking about shows? Uh, no, no, we're talking. We're talking about how we got the crap here. You, you gotta always have that primo that just yeah. brings the the worst, right? Or yeah, the, the best. The, the pri- primo ruined my life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but but so I mean, getting into to Sierra Nevada, Brian brought that around. What was Boone's it? Farm, man. Boone's Farm. Farm. <laughs> Strawberry Hill, Hill baby. Yeah. <laughs> the we were at the stuff. same ditching yeah. party. Yeah, the good stuff. A little bit of a wine in the beginning. Yeah. So how did that kind of come around to craft beer? What, when did you start getting into craft? Uh, yeah, I went to Chico um, after going to Pierce College, Valley College, and then uh, went up there for two years. Didn't really get immersed in the craft beer, but just paleo, like Sierra Nevada had, like Sierra Nevada wheat and, uh, on tap at bars, and uh, came down here, and after, after transitioning, we started going to a bar called Crazy Harry's, walked in there, 
you know, mainly drinking still Bud Light, Modelo, all that. And uh, the beer tanner was like, nah, <laughs> let me show you some things. Right. And, and just walked us through craft beer and uh, hit Belgians. Belgian was my first uh, La Fin de Bon. Nice. Classic. I tried it and was like, wow, that's beer? Are you <laughs> and then he talked about homebrewing and then it just all, it, from there, it's just like, hey, Derek, you heard about homebrewing? You know, just with yeah. Derek, Derek, again, not being able to like say like, you can't do it or I want to take things apart. I want to make things. Uh, let's let's try making beer. Yeah. We can make it at home and, and here we are. some parties. So. Nice. Chew, I'll ask you the same question. What was what was the OG getting drunk for you? Honestly, it was uh, uh yeah. Uh, it had the horse. Tasted like Heineken, but what? it wasn't Heineken. Had a horse? Yeah. Uh, God damn. Did anybody drink crappy beer, beer back that, in the day? Had a, a horse a on green it. Green bottle, white lettering, had a horse on it. Yes, Rolling Rock. <laughs> so, so, so. Okay, so when I was eighteen, I leave worked, it to BDN. I worked at a grocery store. And uh, as I turned 21, we had a, a mystery box, which is a banana box with all the breakage bottles. That sounds and they, dicey. And you put them in for Heck. 20 bucks. You got like, what, 24 bottles of something. And I got one that had nothing but Rolling Rock in it. And after that, when I took that to, to my homies and they were drinking Bud Lights and Modelo's, they didn't want to drink my stuff because it was different. <laughs> so, so different. Guess what? Chew your beer, a.k.a. homie back in the days. <laughs> drank all the rolling rock and no one touched it so that's how little by little so when you brought up the question to i what is it basale uh triangle all those old school micro uh breweries is what i started getting into and then and then the one that caught me was uh newcastle mm. i know it's not independent i know it's not Right? There you go, Coley's thumbs up. Yeah. So uh Newcastle went for Newcastle and then they had a Holly a, a Halloween beer. Werewolf. <laughs> Man, I, I got hooked on that stuff and then from there it just it just went down not uphill, downhill, because what? Downhill's a lot easier. Independent. Uh Laguanita Stone. Back in the day. Back in the uh uh arrogant bastard to me was like a fucking slap in the face. What the hell is this? But amazing beers, and then started looking locally and starting finding local beers, and that's where I fell in love with they one eight. Nice. We're drinking Eric and Bastard for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think everybody went through an Eric and Bastard phase. No, I still yeah. do, man. It's just still good, bro. Yeah. No, no I mean, that was oh like, shit! Really? You want fucking hair on your nuts? Drink a fucking Eric and Bastard. Oh, get the razors out. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's take a couple listener questions, and then we will also try the next beer that's in front of us. I'm going to go through these in no particular order. Anthony wants to know, why the name OG Chew Your Beer? All right, so OG Chew Your Beer. The the original was Chew Your Beer, and that was taken. So I had to go OG Chew Your Beer. But OG Chew Your Beer, basically the name. I know who Anthony is. I'm looking at you. Chew Your Beer. To me, when you drink beer, when you're at my level... You don't drink it to get drunk. You actually drink You're it. You're already there. And you process the flavors and the hard work like Derek went through to make that beer to get you drunk. So chew your beer is like you don't know you don't drink it no more. You not you drink it with your homies, but you talk to your homies about what you're drinking. Derek's over here like that's cute, but I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, I like I like that description. You don't drink it to get drunk. But you drink it to appreciate it to get drunk. Exactly. <laughs> you appreciate it on your way to drunk. The path. And then the, the, path. And then the, the path. OG yeah. part. There you go. And yeah. then it's the fucking the price to get yeah. drunk. <laughs> uh, Steven wants to know, what was the creative process? Who wants to? Derek? Uh, I don't know. I think that's a... What was the creative process? Steven. Question. Steven is next to Anthony. Homie, the, the process was passion. <laughs> Step and, one. And, and, and not... You know, the passion of, of what you enjoy, but the, here's here's what you, I'm telling you. It's the community, like you and your boys, that's it, your little community. So my community is these guys, but then it extends to you and everybody else around that appreciates what you like and accepts it, and then they decide to make it happen. I'd imagine this question is for Chu because it comes from... Your son, Foo, says, what does this beer mean to you? This beer means to me a legacy as a father 
as a son. I'm not the Holy Spirit yet. Give it time. But this to me means like something I created with you because you were here when we did it. So the day that I'm not around and A1A decides to keep making it happen, it's something you could bring your sons with and enjoy this. It's a legacy. Something I leave behind. Not only but in flavors, but in memory with you. So what I hear is you're not... Yeah. Basically, when, when Chew's gone, you're not getting any money. You're just getting some beer. So, it's uh, memories, man. Memories is worth more than money. Chew, 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 chew. All right, before we do any more questions, let's talk about this uh, dark, sexy beast that's in front of us. What the that's heck the, is this uh, thing? That's the, the Valhalla Vanilla. Uh, oh this God. is last year's uh, Valhalla release, uh, aged in uh, Heaven Hill barrels. Woo. It's, it's basically like a, an intensified version of our Black Cat Moan. Let it rest on vanilla beans before we aged it in, uh, in whiskey barrels. I think you guys brought this to Pasole Palooza. Pasole Palooza. Yeah. If you weren't there, you a loser. You a Pasole Palooza. Yeah. Finally, finally choose using that microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get, um, yeah, definitely a lot of chocolate, some espresso. Um, yeah. Delicious. Yeah, plenty, so plenty of vanilla. Yeah, a lot of vanilla, a little bit of coffee on there. Yeah. And what, what is this, like 13%, I think? I think it's around there, yeah. Yeah, it does not only, drink like it's 13%. Only going after 13 something. Yeah, it is. It's dangerous. Trece for sureños. Chu's going to have four of these before he drives home. This Put is, it pour it in my tank, bro, so I can get home. <laughs> this is one of the ones you still put in bottles, right? We do, yeah. We have uh, plenty of this here at the brewery, so stop by and, and grab some uh, vanilla Valhalla. We also have cacao and uh, coconut. Coconut, coconut yeah. baby. Look, I, I don't think it's a secret. I love great cans for beer, but this is just, it's sexy when it's in a bottle. You know, we tried we tried doing cans. Oh, we right. tried, uh, was it two years ago? We tried doing... Uh, yeah, last year, two years ago, yeah. We tried doing, uh, we tried doing pints of our Valhalla uh, Black Cat Moon, which is which is basically what this beer is. Okay. And but but untreated, just just straight up barrel aged beer, no no other adjuncts to it. And we also used our Baltic Porter, aged in uh, Hem Hill barrels as well. And we we canned it. We put a badass label on it. No one wants to buy it. It's it's it's, it's, it's a great beer. It's freaking hot. It's, it's scary though. It's yeah, it's scary hot. But it's in the can. I agree. The that can doesn't sell a beer. When you want to sell sell beer, yeah. When you want a big ass barrel aged beer, it's just it's sexy in a bottle. It yeah. does. It needs to be wax dipped too. Yeah. You need yes. to do. You need to you know go all the way. Yeah. A little wax dip. You know, nice, just simple 32 label. Thirty two ounce bomber. Yeah. What bomber. do they call those big? fucking cans that yeah none of the none of that bullshit that firestone introduced with like no. here's your little sample no, of a no, bottle no, 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 no. no we want a bomber of this stuff what, what is that big the not, not the bomber what is the bigger bomber the uh stone used to do and in, in their i thought you're making shit up. Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. this is a magnum beer this is a 750 this is a christmas holiday fucking magnum beer that you put a bow and you put it under choose fucking christmas tree wow choose getting angry <laughs> And, and the next bridge this beer is a secret. Hopefully, I make this happen with Derek. But I want to put capirotada with this beer. It's a Mexican dessert. We'll talk later. Mexican bread pudding. Chew started with two snuggles this <laughs> and some shots. Like that. I and had some I shots. Had, I had a couple beers before I got here. He had some and shower a whiskey and a shower. Yeah. Just to calm me down. Yeah. I'll aim this one at Brian. This comes from Elvia. She says, how do you make your beer, or how do you make sure the beer and the brewery stays connected to the local area? Uh, uh, first off, just, just naming-wise, um, we, uh, we're definitely community-based, and, and when we make a beer, we, we try and think of something something that that relates to in the valley or in the design process of that beer. Like, we're going to make this, and this is going to be the name. I see that being the main process. Like main process would be just trying to find something that that associates or, you know, Matador Red, Sun, Valley mm -hmm. Girl. Just that's just a, a, a generational keyword, you know. Right. And uh, so Gravity Hill uh, is our, uh, you know, the urban legend up in Silmar. Uh, so yeah, that's what we do. And 
Yeah. So anybody has any ideas on other valley, uh, <laughs> like just urban legends or, or trinkets about the valley? Can we send them over? Can we collab on a beer called This Traffic Sucks? Oh, yeah, nice. There we go. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Nameless, but they say, we'll just, Chew, we'll start with you, Chew. We'll work our way down. What's your favorite style of beer? Favorite style of beer, honestly, is a pale ale, IPA, lager. Then we go dark lager. Is this all one beer? Back it up. Stout. No, I'll give you my whole fucking list. I'll give you my Christmas list, homie. Are you just going down the BJCP like score sheet at this point? What the, <laughs> the fuck is this? I'm, I'm here. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll move on to Brian, who might just give us one or two answers instead of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say IPA. Okay. Yeah. Well, clear or hazy? Yeah. Now, now we get tricky. Uh oh. Um, Here's where we curse the East Coast. Yeah. And West uh, Coast, yo. I uh, I think I have have transitioned over to the hazy. Oh, he's going biggie. He's going biggie. All right. Biggie, biggie, biggie. But if you get choose a coast, West, West Coast the is the best coast. So I drink a lot more lager now. Yeah. Um, just just to make life easier. Uh, <laughs> but I'd say West Coast is my favorite. Nice. Yes. All right. This question is for Chu. This comes from Scotty B. Yeah, that's my boy, man. That. He, it's a three-parter. He wants to know, are you ever coming to Fresno again? When and which brewery in Fresno do you want to visit the most? Scotty B, that's my boy. Scotty B is the one that hooked me up with making Chocotazo in Fresno. So, Scotty B, uh, I will be back in Fresno, depending on the time and date. You know, Tioga Sequoia, homie. All day, every day, Tioga Sequoia. Uh, maybe for even uh, rush hour. They do a beer called Rush Hour. Oh, okay. I thought you they, get, they get with three different coffee roasters. They make a stout, and they use those three. You go up, you vote on the best coffee you like, the best stout you like with coffee, and then that's the coffee they'll use for the rest of the year. Now that Derek walked away, maybe that's the next collaboration. Oh, my heart stays here in A18. Oh, <laughs> there's no collaboration. Oh, like a Tioga and A18. Like a trifecta. Collabo. Oh. oh, a Chew L Trail? Like What about like a Choco Flantastico? Damn, yo, I got I got the uh, rights back to that. So <laughs> that's coming back to A1A Brewery, man. Oh, shit. Uh, this one's also for Chu. This comes from Miguel. He says, the question is for Chu. Chu, what is, what is your end goal for your new product? My end goal is to have this here 24-7 right. and make it an A1A staple. So Acapulco will go away. El Torito will go away, but it will, it will always stay. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one comes from Sid, also for Chu. Chu, I know you also love to cook and barbecue and drop your phone. What are some of your favorite food recipes using your favorite beer? Uh, carne asada. Beer cat chicken. Fish tacos, homie. I use Valley Girl Blonde for my mm. fish tacos. Uh, I use... Uh, Valley Girl Blonde for my carne asada, for my seasoning, for my marinades. I use Valley Girl Blonde for my fucking Valley Girl, homie. That's Got it. it. Valley I, Girl. You want more? No. <laughs> I used uh, Receipt Rye for my uh, for my IPA bread that I made. It was too bitter, so I'm have to go with Valley Girl again. <laughs> Fair. Uh, a A Ron messaged in. He says, "Hey y'all, A A Ron from Enigrin. I need a hot take. Cold IPA." Or India Pale Lager? Uh, hell no. That, a cold IPA is just basically a a lager IPA, homie. IPL? IPL. A-A-Ron's a, a, a sales rep for the Verterna County Enneagram. I'd say, I don't know. You guys you guys created it. <laughs> oh, snappity snap snap. Which one? The, the IPL or the cold IPA? <laughs> that whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> I vote for IPL. Uh, this comes from Rocks. Chu, what age did you have your first beer? My first beer at what age? God damn, man. I was probably wearing fucking diapers. Uh, sneaking in. You know, your pops is hanging out at a barbecue with the compadres, and, and you, you drink its water, but it's fucking Budweiser. Or, you, <laughs> or it's back Same then. Same thing. I don't think Modelo was back around back then in, 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 in the Valley. So Budweiser, Michelob, uh not even MGD because MGD came in the 90s. So. Yeah, the High Life? 
Maybe a high life, a champagne, a beer. There we go. A don't, Coors. Don't send that uh, shit oh, you know to what? Belgium. They'll uh, dump maybe it out. Maybe it was a Coors banquet because my pops. I started drinking Coors banquet for a while, and my pops is like he remembers drinking that. Okay. Around the uh, when we were kids, so yeah. Would you ever consider opening your own brewery? Mm, yes, no. <laughs> it's too much fucking work. Don't do I, it. Uh, I, I, if you open a brewery, you know you're not going to make money. But it's Derek the knows passion. all about it. And Derek knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I'd probably open a restaurant before I open a brewery. And just sell Derek's beers. Exactly. Yeah. Just great a one a There we go. I think we can run down the line on this one, especially if Brian makes his way back. Uh, this comes from Jonathan, and he says, hey, guys. Oh, then why do you put Jonathan? Hey, guys, it's Mike from the Taproom Podcast. I got to ask, what's the worst hangover you guys ever had, and what were you drinking? Tequila. Halloween. I was dressed as uh, Walter Mercado. What now? It's a fucking horoscope reader from fucking Canal 34. Okay. And by the end of the fucking night, I was fucking uh, Juan Graviel. Wow. <laughs> we, we, we can all tell Drew's been drinking at this point. I'm sipping. <laughs> Derek, worst hangover you had? What, what were you so, drinking? So, uh, what I had mentioned before, the... Uh, <laughs> The 211s? <laughs> when I drink that, uh, that, I don't know, is that, that's a six pack? I think it's a six pack. A six, six pack, pack or a 12 pack? I don't know. I, don't, I, I usually drink a lot more. Those are than tall I do. boys, bro. Uh, I, I have, no, 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 no. No, okay. The worst was I had one night, it was a 30 pack night. And that was from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. And it was mixed. But it was all. All big beer, lighter beers, me, whatever. Budweiser, Coors Light, to whatever. But yeah, and uh, I, I blacked out. But the the next day, I heard about. Uh, apparently, I become the Incredible Hulk at uh, about two a.m. Oh. after a thirty pack. You start like breaking Smash. stuff. And... Yeah, breaking stuff, tackling people, and laughing afterwards, and then they get upset <laughs> about it, and things happen. That's their problem, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was my worst. Nice. And the next day was rough. Brian? Brian, Brian, the question is, what's the worst hangover you've ever had, and what were you drinking? Uh, worst hangover would be uh, started with Red Bull vodka, ended with Stella's uh, <laughs> at Padre, sugar water at, at Padres Martini Bar in Anchor. Nice. <laughs> I think, at least in the most recent years, the worst hangover I ever had was I went out drinking with Wiley from the Booze League. <laughs> And that yeah. motherfucker. Where's he at? Where, where, where's Wiley? Oh, Wiley! Yeah. He, no, 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 no. We're not cheering for him. <laughs> no, we're, that's the call of the Wiley. Oh, okay, good. Is, is that like Raul Mondesi? Exacto Mando. Uh, that guy made sure we went out drinking all night, made sure we had no food, and he goes, hey, you want to split some nachos? Split. I had one nacho. <laughs> he fucking He's inhaled so them. <laughs> And we were doing whiskey shots. We were drinking beer. Then the night, I was so shittered that I attempted to call my wife. Not yet my wife. I don't know why she married me. And on the other end, she hears... To the point where he had to pick up the phone and go, I'm getting him an Uber and sending him to you. The next day, I threw up nine times. Mm. You know, what's, what's so terrible about that is, is I've done TMI. that with so many of my friends. <laughs> I, I, I feel very regretful now. I don't yeah, throw up. You don't throw up? Not when I drink. When oh. I'm sick, yes. But when I throw up, I don't. I'm very... It's oh. not me. When it's you my throw body. Up, you don't? My body is very well... But my body... My body Do you eternalize me. it? Yeah. Ask the wife, ask the kid. You don't know when I'm drunk. That's impressive. I'll clean the fucking house. I'm a little jealous. But there's nothing better than like a bootin' rally. No, you feel fantastic the When next you day. see me at 3 a.m. cleaning the house after everybody left, you know I'm drunk. Can you guys, and that's why I still want to sleep in. Yeah. You guys can do like bootin' rally? Like to me, it's just an instant hangover. I, I oh, can't really? Do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Wait, so oh. talking about hangovers, what's your hangover cure? Hangover cure? Cure. Pasole. Menudo. Yeah. Man, it's okay. So my wife is menudo. I am chilaquiles. Chilaquiles is great. I, I'm, I'm Team Pozole with a Diet Dr. Pepper. I need that Diet Dr. Pepper in my Pozole. life. You don't eat Pozole for breakfast, though, man. Yes, you do. No. That's all I do. I only eat it for breakfast. That's not true, bro. Maybe it's a gringo thing. You know why? Because you're not in the A1A. Pozole and a uh, schnuggles. <laughs> <laughs> Chilaquiles yeah, and a uh, fucking black 
Coffee. Oh, coffee. Okay. Uh, and then our final, our final listener question is, what is your process for developing a new recipe? We, we have like an internal thread with our, with our brewery, with our, our tasting room. We usually try to get input from, from the beer staff, from what they hear from customers, what, 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 they, what they want. So there's a little bit of that. We also have our, uh, our brewers that, that, that have things they want to see. Yeah. So it's kind of a combination of, of, of just a customer, customer you know, requirement or, you know, what they want and then also the internal staff. I don't know. I mean, we, we, we just we kind of go by that. We uh, also you know. our, our, our distro team kicks in some ideas, yeah. and that's the whole the whole point of our test pilots, which which Fantastico is on, is Shoo. to try new things. Yeah. And uh, uh, but as far as actual like details and recipe and all that, that comes to Derek and, and Ardo to to I, I think Fantastico is a perfect uh, explanation of. Uh, the, the description you heard from Chu earlier, and then Derek interpreted that and put it into the liquid form. That's what Derek does. I mean, it's it's it's, it's pretty wild. And this is the first the first brew of this batch. So that was the idea. Derek took that and 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 got with Ardo, and they 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 created something from a verbal explanation and nailed it. Yeah, like that's just that's just wild. That's just. The hard part is like I wanted to go a different direction. I wanted to go more caramel malt, make it like amber, and really get that caramel. Ardo, our brewers, said, "Hey, let's 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 restrict this with uh, tres leches oh. to get like more of almost like creme brulee, you know, kind of thing going." And threw that back to Chew. He's like, "No, no, you you guys you guys don't use all these adjuncts. You guys go straight ahead, straight up." You know, use 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 just your your core ingredients with your mash, you know, and, and fermentation, and, and and try to make it happen, and use that vanilla. So we we came back with, hey, you know, let's 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 try it. We were both both very nervous about using the coffee beans, is, is how strong they are. Trust me, homie. And it added that extra complexity. And, and, and it came out. It came out exactly how he. <laughs> it was the weird thing. It came out exactly what he was explaining. And that's collaboration. So. That's that. That's awesome. Because you don't you don't get that. I mean, everybody's going to have their own ideas of how they want to try to do something from their experience or from what they've heard. And, and the more the more energy you have, the more the more information you have from other people, like you know, the better things are going to be. But we're we're happy, we're happy with how how it worked out, and uh, we appreciate that. Man. I'm glad you listened. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I always listen. I always listen. No, I, I I'm not stubborn, but I'm very. I know what I like, and I know what other people like. So. Something sweet to me was very iffy, and by adding the dulce leche, yeah, dulce leche, throwing it over, and then, then it wouldn't have become flan. It would have become something different. But I, I think we still need to try to do that. Though. When you barrel age it, then we can do that. Yeah, so okay. I give you, I give you, release that to you yeah. if you barrel. But yeah. if you barrel, I want some Jefferson barrel. Mm. So this is how it happens. Get some guy coming to the tap room and be like, hey, make this. Now put it in some barrels. No, no, no. It doesn't happen like that. It, it takes a lot of time and a, a lot of uh, uh, trust. Right. Is that the correct word? It's more like this. It's like, hey, here's some pozole. It's amazing. Now you got to make my beer. Let me feel beer. your belly. Yeah. What did it say? A, a, a weight of man's heart is through his stomach? There you go. I got two big ass stomachs to fill. <laughs> you got two. <laughs> Uh, all right, that I believe is everything. You guys, thank you so much. One thing I want oh. to say: Chew, uh, I, did, I dedicate thing. this beer to my wife. Yay, yeah, Gloria! Chew wifey, Mrs. Chew. And since we're getting sentimental, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I just want to tell Chew, uh, uh, we love you, man. Hey, we we love you. You you've you've been you've been talking about a collaboration for probably before we opened. <laughs> um, I think once we once we signed up on Instagram that said 818 Brewing, you were oh the first were, first one you were the, you were there. You you came on our uh, podcast that uh, no longer exists. Uh, you, you know, there's there's a lot of I things. I the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had the first Colima Brewery yeah. beer from you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 you've been pushing this collaboration for years. And and. You finally with, broke them down. You're, you're, but you're dealing with a brewery that, that the owners are heavily involved. And I think you right. know this now. Um, before this, Derek's grinding on shit next door. And 
and we were heavily involved in this business and perform a lot of the activities that happen. Um, and I told you to stay persistent. Just stay on Derek. He'll, he'll like, we, we have this new test batch coming. Just stay on him. And, and you did. And we, we would want to do this. And we, I'm, I'm glad we, we were able to finally do it. And, uh, but we love you. And love you back, homie. Yeah. You get back to have my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and the family. And the Pasola. And the Pasola Palooza number yeah. two. This is 2023. Yeah. Pasola Palooza. If you ain't there, you a loser. Can we expect a keg of this at Pasole Palooza this year? Please and thank you. <laughs> oh, some pizzas at the Palooza? Oh, <laughs> Pasole Pizza? What? Let's go. Pizza Pasole Palooza? Oh, it's not good. Pizza Palooza. I'm going to stop trying. Um, all right. I believe that's everything. You guys, thank you so much for having us here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Chew, thanks for, for getting us involved and... Uh, for those of you listening at home, if you've not been to 818 Brewing, it's 8953 DeSoto Avenue, Canoga Park, and it's also at 818 Brewing on the socials. Fle- uh, shout out to Flex. <laughs> Flex me a beer. Yo. Good. Okay, great. Uh, follow follow Chew at OG Chew Your Beer underscore, underscore on the gram. Uh, we are at Craft Beer Republic and CraftBeerRepublic.com. You guys, thank you so much for the beer. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks for the space Good and back. for hanging out. And, and yeah, all that good stuff. Thank you, guys. I love this. I hope everyone out here is staying, and it feels like it, very well hydrated. And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night.